Welcome to In the News Show. I am Judy Desagatis, and I'm here with my co-host, Father Bill Weary. How are you today, Father Bill? Very well, Judy. Thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm fresh back from a pilgrimage with our wonderful Bishop Gaynor and oh. uh, to Germany and Austria and Italy. So um, we'll talk about that another time. But I want to make sure that I thank Joe Nebestinsky for being our technician and also David Hillowitz, who always provides our theme music. So let's start off today with um, the United States Bishops Report about the Synod. This came out on September 19th on the results of the Synod on Synodality sessions that took place in the U.S. parishes and dioceses. So I'm going to turn it over to Father. He has some interesting quotes and information about this. Um, so where, where are we with what's going on with the feedback? Well... The Synod on Synodality is scheduled to be held in Rome. It's sort of like a general church council uh, or maybe a, a synod on steroids, so to speak. There, there uh, have been synods of bishops, of, of um, representative samples of the bishops of synods every three years, which are sort of like many church councils as well, according to a, each one, according to a certain theme. We've had them on the, uh, the Amazon most recently and on... Uh, the Word of God, or, or on the Eucharist, been a synod on the Eucharist. And these have come out with statements, documents, and plans of action. And so this next one is going to be 2023, and the Pope has uh, instituted hearing sessions in all the dioceses of the world in the, in the parishes. And this is to feed into the eventual big gathering that is going to be uh, 2000. And 23, and I just want to say a few words about the uh, the, the listening sessions. All, all the all of the individual listening sessions and in all the individual parishes went into their diocesan headquarters to the bishop's office, and in turn, the bishop uh, the bishop's office, the diocese would write a, a summary, a synthesis, that in turn went into the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, who then put together a synthesis or a summary that's on on, on record. And then that went into the Vatican. So the Vatican now is receiving all kinds of summaries of, from around the world into their off, the Vatican offices. It will be grist for the mill for the 2023 Synod, which the Pope visualizes as a kind of a, a listening, a big, huge listening session. Now, in these, uh, the, the synthesis of the U.S. CCB, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, uh, did um, uh, highlights calls for uh, LGBTQ, uh, that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, trans, uh, transgender. Uh, Q is questioning. People who are quite don't know what they are. They're questioning. And the USCCB highlighted, um, uh, quote, accompaniment to the LGBT, LGBTQ community and uh, highlighted uh, the calls for women's ordination it focuses on the synod's participants' desire for a more welcoming church, quote unquote, and reports wounds uh, uh, allegedly afflicted on the LGBT uh, uh, community uh, by Catholics. And um, they did note uh, the USCCB report to the Vatican stresses the still unfolding effects of the sexual abuse crisis in the United States. And that it did note discontent with Pope Francis's restrictions on the Latin mass. 
And it also emphasizes the apparent, quote, wound of marginalization, unquote, claiming that certain groups, including the LGBTQ community, are marginalized by the Catholic Church. And that this mistreatment has become a, quote, has become a source of scandal for others, especially for some youth who perceive the church as hypocritical, unquote. But let me go on to quote some of the individual dioceses statements. Okay. That went on, that went into the USCCB statement that uh, the, the USCCB does not really highlight. Diocese of Phoenix observed, uh, quote, a majority of Catholics, unquote, involved in the synod, quote, emphasize the importance of remaining faithful to church teaching and doctrine, unquote. Diocese of Knoxville, Tennessee, likewise reported that strong majorities of participants upheld Catholic teachings on homosexuality, marriage, abortion, and euthanasia. In the Diocese of Mobile, Mobile, Alabama, the most frequent sentiment among synod participants was not a desire for a more welcoming community, quote unquote, but for, quote, clarity in the presentation of church teaching, unquote. Uh, Diocese of Richmond, Virginia, added the, the faithful Catholics felt, quote, increasingly marginalized, faithful Catholics felt increasingly marginalized within the church, uh, unquote. And furthermore, some parishes felt that the most faithful Catholics, those striving to live and express the faith in an orthodox way, were increasingly marginalized. There's um, others as well. The uh, Diocese of Wheeling, Charleston, West Virginia, Senate re reported, quote, unfortunately, we see signs of misguided efforts on the part of some in high positions in the church to compromise and flirt with the, the depraved values of our secular world. May the timeless doctrine of the Catholic Church be upheld by our bishops and pastors and handed on by our devoted catechists to the next generation. Church leaders, this is still quoting Wheeling, but Charlton Diocese Synod uh, representation, quote, church leaders need to stop worrying about being politically correct, revert and stay fast to the true teaching of the church, uh, unquote. Well, uh, hip hip hooray for that. Um, and there's there's plenty of uh, others. Um, the Diocese of Lafayette in Indiana, quote, the church is becoming worldly, allowing the culture to influence the teaching of the church as opposed to the church bringing conversion to the world, uh, unquote. Diocese of Colorado Springs, quote, there is concern that Pope Francis and other pastors are ready to contradict the established teaching of the church under the guise of a new movement of the Holy Spirit. While development of doctrine is a regular part of the life of the church, there are discernible troubles in contemporary theology. They went on to uh, express concern uh, about ambiguity and confusion resulting from recent magisterial statements. So, uh, unquote, and that reference to development of doctrine is very key because the, the Pope has referenced that, a, a statement by St. Vincent of Laurent. Uh, from the fourth, fifth century, a very, very famous quote from that early uh, patriarch of the church, a priest of the church who talked about development of doctrine, uh, but, he, but um, that you can develop a, a, a doctrine in terms of the vocabulary and how you explain it, not the actual core truth, um, but um, how it's presented, that's, per, that's permissible. But St. Vincent of Laurent was very clear uh, that it cannot be degeneration of doctrine. You have to be careful, he said. You have to be vigilant that you're not going in the opposite direction. Uh, Pope 
Francis has quoted him, St. Vincent de Laurent, uh, to um, back up some of his uh, initiative and some of his statements as well. So and the only thing, and, and the, and the United, USCCB did not really um, acknowledge um, this, um, uh, just um, talked about uh, as a weak uh, statement about divisions within uh, the church. And um, that, that was as far... Uh, the document emphasized the apparent wound of marginal. Well, I mentioned that already, and um, and it did, it did uh, speak about uh, divisions, but a very general statement. So I'm glad I'm glad those statements got in there. And to what extent they're accepted uh, uh, by the Vatican? They certainly were not included very much in the USCCB synthesis uh, at all. Those concerns that I just mentioned about doctor, you know, doctrinal orthodoxy. And hip hip hooray that that got in there. Yeah, there's some definitely some good quotes there that are in support of the church's doctrine. And I guess we'll have to see what's going to be happening as time goes on um, with this document and and as we move toward that 2023 synod. So the USCCB, as close as they got to it was this quote: "Many regional synthesis cited the perceived lack of unity among the bishops in the United States." Mm -hmm and even of some individual bishops with the Holy Father as a source of grave scandal, unquote. Now, all this is from LifeSite News. Uh, I, I got all of this from LifeSite News that editorialized that that last statement was an apparent dig at conservative bishops. You know, uh, the people were expressed uh, concern about individual bishops um, disagreeing with the Holy Father as a source of grave scandal. But that's as close as they got to these other uh, statements about uh, those detailed concerns that I just uh, delineated. So um, how this all plays out, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. But I'm glad the voices of orthodoxy did get in there. And, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, we're going to have to see what happens as we go forward. Um, but I think a lot of it we've talked about on the show, um, things that have been happening with bishops in local dioceses in conflict with some of the things that the Holy Father's saying, or just bishops in yeah. conflict with each other regarding especially Eucharist and exactly. giving the Eucharist to pro-abortion folks, especially some of the politicians. So I think a lot of the things that you mentioned, I am not was nodding my head here, our audience can't see that, as to all of the quotes that you mentioned, um, are definitely part of what we're going to be uh, experiencing as we go toward 2023, and we'll have to see how that all plays out. And I think some of it is it also gels with the local people that I've talked to. Uh, a lot of those things are concerns of ours, so I'm sure that that was rolled up into the Diocese of Harrisburg when we submitted our um, sessions, so there was a uh, there was a, um, a summary of the uh, diocese of Harrisburg uh, in this that um, quoted the diocese of Harrisburg's concern for uh, the pre the priest scandal and mm -hmm. um, also also divisions as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay, we have about one minute to go, so um, what we'll do is we will follow up on, on this as we go forward, and we have some other topics that we're going to be talking about on the other side of the other half of the show. So if you would please stay with us, we are Holy Family Radio 720 WHYF, and please stay with us for the second half of the In the News show.
Welcome back to In the News Show. Um, we're going to bring it back a little bit now to some local news. Um, this is happen- was happening right in York County with the York Public Schools. I know we had mentioned this on the show a little while back that someone had petitioned to the school board about not having any kind of satanic clubs within the, the York School District, and I think that they shot that down, but now there's been a resurgence. Again, I'm going to turn this over to Father to discuss a little bit about what he's heard in terms of the, the update on this. I think there was some sort of a meeting was going on recently? Yes, there was a, a satanic group that came in to trying to form a student group at Northern York High School. And this all took place this past weekend. And there were a couple of initiatives, counter actions that were taking place on the part of Christians in the area uh, during this meeting. I don't know if they've actually gotten the student club up and running yet. I'm not clear about this. This was an adult group that came in to try to get it started. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there there are First Amendment rights. I don't know to what extent you can actually prevent this from happening. And in any case, as Christians, we want to pray against this. We don't want Satan be influencing our children, our, our students. So the, the area ministerium, that's the body of local clergy, Catholic and Protestant that meets you know, regularly uh, for co- on common concerns. They decided to do a prayer meeting in a tent uh, outside of town, not on the actual high school property, but to pray during this meeting that was going on. Mm-hmm. But others, there are two Catholic groups uh, that decided to actually go to the property and uh, met with some uh, resistance. They were told that they could not park right on the grounds of the high school. They had to park about a half a mile away and walk in. And that they were allowed to do because, again, First Amendment rights, they, they were um, allowed to do that. Although the Satan, Satanic group was allowed to park right on the, on the property. I suppose the argument being there that it was a scheduled event. But the protesters were uh, the Tradition Family and Property, mm-hmm. which is headquartered in Spring Grove, Pennsylvania. It's a Catholic lay group, an advocacy group, and uh, also church militant, about six people from the local church militant, another Catholic, another Catholic online group, primarily, that was, was there. Uh, so maybe 50, 60, and maybe others, other Catholics and Christians were there as well. And they protested uh, right across the street, I, I guess it was, from the high school. TFP uh, brought in a brass band, as they do. They're very prominent at the March for Life in Washington, D.C. in yes. January mm-hmm. every year uh, with, their, with their brass band there and the big banners and very much into Catholic values and uh, knighthood chivalry. That's one of their one of their themes. But in any case, so they were there playing music, the hymns, singing and praying the rosary. Uh, while this meeting was going on. State police were there, so there was a lot of police vigilance. Uh, there were about two hours. They were there uh, about two hours during this meeting. So we have to keep praying about this and, uh, you know, asking God to intervene and, and, and to protect our children from, you know, the satanic influence. Yeah, TFP was also very big when we had this on the show a couple of months ago where they had a big, uh, like the first satanic convention out there in Phoenix. And they were a very big presence around the hotel where that was held and praying the rosary. And this was a a couple of day event. Thank God for TFP and for all of us that are are praying. And we we have to use that uh, weapon of the rosary to mitigate this and and hopefully, as you said, Father, protect our children so that these don't continue and not to shrink back from it. One thing I did want to bring up, uh, going quickly to another story about not shrinking back is um, greatly disturbed me. This was a FBI raids the home of a Catholic pro-life speaker and author, 
And mm. the FBI had guns drawn as his terrified kids watch. Um, mm-hmm. This is Mark Houck. He is a resident of Bucks County, and he started the ministry called the Kingsmen, which promotes healing for victims of pornography addiction and promotes, promotes Christian values among men in the United States and Europe. Um, and he and his wife, Ryan Marie, have seven children, and the FBI raided his home last week and with the children watching. And he is now the latest victim of the U.S. Department of Justice-sponsored SWAT raid and arrest uh, for the supposed FACE Act violations. He makes a trip down to Philadelphia, a two-hour trip uh, every week in front of an abortion center, and uh, does prayer there. And apparently there was a, a gentleman that kind of mistook his what he was trying to do. He was antagonizing. This gentleman was antagonizing his children. Uh, Mark does take a couple of his older children with him. And uh, the man mistook and said, he pushed me. He, he you know, got tried to get me out of the way. And this went all the way to um, this this freedom of access to clinic violation of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, which is that FACE Act, and basically claimed it as an attack of a patient escort. This man was working as a patient escort to take someone into an abortion center. And, uh, you know, this is not something this is something we're hearing about all the time. This is not the reality of what was happening. Um, they were peacefully protesting like they like they always do, uh, Mark and his family. And this man kind of basically said, you pushed me, you pushed me out of the way and you violated my rights. And now he has, from what I understand, and this is an uh, unfolding story, they did take Mark into custody. Um, so they, they had a, an arrest warrant. Uh, but when they came in, they were merciless as far as being able to doing this in front of his children. And I think his wife even went to get his sweatshirt and his rosary before they took him away. And by the time she went back, came back to do that, they, he was already out in the, you know, been taken by the FBI. This is just, I, you know, and the reality of it is, is if this had happened to the other side, it, this wouldn't be happening. Like this, this Well, is, it, it relates to this altercation with his escort. Yeah. Uh, that did wind up in the courts and was dismissed. And by the, by the court um, as a, in a criminal action. The uh, escort was being, as you mentioned, very inappropriate verbally with mm-hmm. the one 12-year-old boy of uh, Mark Houck and saying some even uh, vulgarities, I believe. Yes. Um, and um, Mark Houck you know, warned him a couple times, you do not have permission to speak to my, to my son. Please go away. And at one point did push him away, uh, which could be interpreted as a, a self-defense action. I, I, oh, and the man did fall down. Uh, he did fall down. And I believe it was a 71 year old man who was. He was very, older, yep. Mm-hmm. He was very aggra- verbally, at least verbally aggressive. And that went, that got into the courts as some kind of criminal action, but it was dismissed. But the FBI picked up on it then. And so they're running downfield with that ball and trying to make an, an issue of it. And yes, there are multiple agents there, multiple squad cars, uh, way over the top. Mm-hmm. Just wait, this is a family man for crying out loud. And to to do those those kind of things, it's uh, just an indication of the white martyrdom uh, that we can we right. can wind up going going through, and uh, in our society. So we our prayers go. I, I guess he's still. Un, I don't know if he's still under custody or not. Um, and um, we have to pray again. Pray our pray him out of 
that trouble that he's that he's in right now. He, he did nothing wrong and deserves our prayers and support. Yes, absolutely. I was, um, you know, I used to live in the Philadelphia area and I have heard Mark speak. This was a number of years ago when he was first starting out. I don't think he had his seven children then, but um, it, when I read this article, I said, I know that guy. And it was really, just really hurt my heart to think that there was someone that I knew, not very well, but I've heard him speak and, and his ministry is is a valid ministry and has helped a lot of people over the years. And uh, to think that this happened and this happened in front of his children and it's just, uh, you know, we have to pray him out of there and we have to pray that this this kind of thing stops. Well, it reminds me just of the uh, uh, the demonstrations that I was part of in front of Hillcrest Abortion Clinic right. on Front Street of Harrisburg for many years. Me and Deacon Charlie Clark and many others. I for a while I was going like once a month or so. There was a rotation of priests who were doing that and providing mass the morning Saturday morning mass at nearby Our Lady of the Blessed Sacrament, and then mm-hmm. going to the uh, Hillcrest Abortion Clinic in front uh, in, on the sidewalk and saying a rosary and. And um, a big statue of Our Lady of Fatima, I remember, with the counselors, sidewalk counselors in the back alley. And uh, just uh, great memories. We, and, and we closed that place down by the grace of God, not just us, but by the grace of God. And so prayer is very important. I have fond memories about the uh, breakfast afterward at right. Mary's <laughs> Diner or the Enola Diner across the river. And where we'd all fellowship and, and, and talk about issues. And um, so... There was always, there's always that danger. Whenever you do that, all, you're placing yourselves in, har- in harm's way. And you step one toe on the lawn, I'm telling you, uh, I remember that. And you'll, you'll be yelled at and uh, threatened with arrest. So, um, but uh, gee whiz, this is a shame and we will continue praying about this. Yes, absolutely. Shifting gears for the next couple of minutes that we have left in the show is we, we, speaking of pro-life, we had the first March for Life in the U.S. after the Roe decision, and this drew more than 5,000 people to the Pennsylvania Capitol. Our own Joe Nebestinsky was there, and he um, had gotten some good interviews. The Archbishop Nelson Perez from Philadelphia was there. Of course, Gene Mancini, the president of the National March for Life, um, there are photos on our website, um, and he got some really good interviews with all of these folks, which was really nice. Um, and this is a great turnout to know that we are still we still have a fight because everything goes back to the states now. So to see that all of these people turned out for the second annual March for Life in Harrisburg, and knowing that row uh, that was repealed, but now that we still have work to do with working, you know, from the states. So um, with about a minute left to go, Father, do you want to comment on the, the march at all? Well, I was not there, but hip, hip, hooray uh, that this is being done right in our backyard, our front yard, mm-hmm. if you will. It, it resonates, of course, with the March for Life in uh, January in, in Washington, D.C., did many of those. And it's just a wonderful thing to get together with like-minded believers and to shoulder to shoulder and heart to heart, corad cor loquitor, in Latin, heart speaking to heart. And uh, that is such a, a positive thing, and it really emboldens one to continue working for the pro-life cause and for the cause of, of the reign of God in our society. And we'll keep praying for that cause and as it goes to the states. And uh, that about wraps it up for today. So if you could leave us with a prayer, Father. Lord God, Heavenly Father, give us your b- blessings and graces upon us. Help us always to follow your will, 
through Christ our Lord. And may Almighty God bless you all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you.